everybody's a mad scientist, and life is their lab. We're all trying to experiment to find a way to live, to solve problems, to fend off madness and chaos. I'm Steven. And I'm Kevin. And this is Loot Time. Well, Kev, Halloween's over. Yes, it is, sadly. I know, it's over, we have our candy, I'm full, you full, I'm full. Stomach is hurting just a little bit. Yep, but this past weekend we went to Crypticon. We did. We saw some horror, and we did some interviews. And we saw some people. So obviously this episode is coming out on November 1st. Yes. And the interviews, if you haven't heard it, our interviews came out on October 31st, so on Halloween. I figured Mm. that was a really good day to... You know, perfect day. Tell people about uh, us and stuff like that. Talk to some. Um, talk to some celebrities. We did Dana DeLorenzo, Casper Van Dien, uh, Marshall Bell, mm-hmm. and uh, Chris Mulkey. So if you guys haven't heard those yet, uh, make sure you head over there and uh, take check a listen to those. Check them out. Um, and uh, if you haven't noticed, look at our. Uh, um, description. I'm going to put uh, the times each celebrity starts, so that way if you don't want to hear one... You can just jump forward. You can just jump forward and jump to another one. Um, so yeah, with Halloween over, I think it's time to get cooking. Mostly drugs. A lot of drugs. A lot of drugs, you know, to keep us going through the holidays. Right. And we might cook during the holidays, too. You know, turkey and... Uh, Flavored holiday uh, drugs. Flavor, yes, turkey drugs. Turkey drugs, turkey candy drugs. cane drugs. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Drugs. So, uh, yeah, with that in mind, uh, November's Loot Crate theme is Laboratory. Ooh. So we're going to get cooking hardcore. Um, so uh, the first episode of the month, we're going to be uh, totally delving into Better Call Saul. So keep, keep up for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, first up, though, Kev, uh, have you ever been in a science lab? Uh, in school. In school. That's Science about it. Nothing, 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 nothing out of the current. Order. Nothing like a robot chicken or uh Futurama or anything like that. Now you mix some chemicals. And things go poof. Poof, not boom? Do you not ever go boom. boom? Uh, no, even if you wish for it, it doesn't happen for me. I know. You may, you think you're mixing a couple chemicals to make a bomb and... And it's just, it doesn't work and you find a cure for something. You're like, oh, or it mutates something. It's like, I was trying to make something explode, but I grew a, a third arm. Like, exactly. Yeah. Now, now within school, I think we all did uh, volcanoes, like the vinegar volcanoes. Oh, yep. And uh, the, have you ever, did you ever do the thing where you take two two liter bottles Screw them together and then make the tornado funnel. Yeah, we did like, that. That was really fun. That was probably one of my mo- more favorite experiments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that or dropping the Mentos in a Coca Cola bottle and go. Watch the thing shoot. Yeah, that's always kind of fun. So, I mean, do you have a favorite experiment you did? Uh, there was in elementary school. It was like every Friday we would get a science box. Okay. Um, that we would take home. It was like in like a, a square pencil box. Um, and it had the instructions and what you're making on the cover of it. And uh, it came with all the supplies. And I remember making, um, it was kind of like gack, but kind of like not as like slimy. 
but it was like one of those things where you'd throw against the wall and it would stick. Oh, yeah. And it was like a green black. And I kept throwing it on the ceiling in the living room and I kept leaving marks. Yep. And so I got in trouble for that. Yeah. So I think just for that sole purpose, it was my, one of my favorites. Making goo. Making goo. Who doesn't like to make goo? I like making goo. You can make it at home, too. They have, like, the home recipes you can use with, like, baking soda. And, and... kids these days, for some stupid reason, are making uh, slime. Like, Nickelodeon slime. Have you seen those YouTube videos? What do you use for that? I don't know. It's probably some flour corn and syrup water and... and corn syrup. and I don't get it. Like, I know it's edible. And apparently there's, like, YouTube videos out there now where kids, like, make slime for YouTube videos and make millions of dollars. I don't understand it. They sell it in the they little sell it jars. In... Yeah. These kids, man, they're gonna. They, I think, uh, slime is a gateway laboratory thing. It's a gateway Gate- drug. Well, it's not a drug. It's just a gateway <laughs> chemical. And so eventually, these kids are gonna be like, "Well, I can make slime. Well, I'm gonna go make meth." Right. Just like in uh, Breaking Bad. Smash it with a hammer. Yeah, you gotta go find a smart teacher and be like, "Hey, I need your help. I need to sell some drugs." We'll do it in an RV in the desert. Exactly. Nice. Not in a laboratory. No. Like in uh, Better Call Saul. So right. are you caught up on Better Call Saul? Um, everything that's included on Netflix, not the newest season. Well, that's sad, because yeah. I'll tell you why. So <laughs> why don't we jump in? Um, so Better Call Saul is our franchise for this episode. For some reason, Luke Crate only gave us three franchises. The fourth one is a mystery. It's a mystery, so maybe next episode we'll discuss what we think the mystery is. Um, but yeah, Better Call Saul, uh, synopsis for you guys. So he wasn't always Saul Goodman, like in Breaking Bad. Ace attorney for chemist-turned-meth dealer Walter White. Uh, Six years before he begins to represent Albuquerque's most notorious criminal, Goodman is Jimmy McGill, a small-time attorney hustling to make a name for himself. He's a uh, forceful champion for his low-income clients, an underdog whose morals and ambitions often clash. Jimmy works with private eye Mike Ermintrout, a former Philadelphia cop and recent transplant to the Southwest. Uh, Mike has a specialized set of skills. He is a fixer of sticky situations that Jimmy soon learns to appreciate. And obviously, in Breaking Bad, Mm -hmm. he was his right-hand man. Right. And with Better Call Saul, you kind of see how he kind of... Establishes Establishes it. And obviously, he was working at the courthouses like a gatekeeper for the the parking parking lot lot gatekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then he branches out and starts working for Fring and, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of other shady characters. characters within the season. So, so you're not caught up, so you don't know what's going on in, in season no. think, uh, four now, I think, but is where we're at. The way that season three ended with the death of uh, Jimmy's brother yep. was like an oh shit moment. Yes, yes. Uh, so this season he's kind of... Uh, kind of in arms about the death of his brother. Mm-hmm. He uh, got dis- didn't disbarred. He got suspended for a year right. uh, for the shenanigans he he's- caused uh, during that trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's trying to work uh, work his way into becoming uh, a functional lawyer. Um, this year, though, we actually learn how Jimmy became Saul. Ooh. And so he starts working at a uh, phone Working, uh, selling burner phones. Okay, yeah, for, for for drug dealers and shady types and Makes stuff sense. like that. And uh, his slogan on his little cards that he passed out were "Better, Better call, call Saul. Saul." 
And the whole Saul Goodman thing, he said it in the last, in the season finale. I won't ruin the season finale, but in the season finale, he's talking to, uh, what's her face? His girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, um, or he's like, I got to go get my name changed. Cause I'm not practicing mm-hmm. under Jimmy, Go uh, Jimmy McGill anymore. I need I'm, an alias. I need an alias. And, and I'm, I'm going to be practicing under, uh, Saul Goodman. And she's like, are you sure you want to do that? And he's like, Saul Goodman, like Saul, he's, it's all good, Saul man. Goodman. It's all good, man. And so that's how he it became, came to be. Came to be. And so I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like, it's slick. Yep. Now the funny thing about this show uh-huh. is there's really two sides to it. There's the Jimmy McGill lawyer side, and then and then there's the Fring um, Los Poyos Hermanos right. drug deal side. And it's really kind of cool how they. They have them, you know, merge them together, and they're obviously two completely different storylines. They haven't been mixed together yet. Um, you know, Breaking Bad was all meth, cooking meth, and and the story behind it. But this, this is before that. This is before it all got where it was tied together. Um, and I think that's kind of interesting. Although sometimes I feel like some of the story falls apart because they're they are two separate. Mm-hmm. Two separate entities, but today we're going to talk about uh, building a laboratory. Oh. So, if you remember back in Breaking Bad, it um, was the, uh, in the like washing. season four, season five, somewhere around uh, probably season four, maybe three. I'm not sure. Three, four, three yeah, or four. Yeah, where there. they're where Fring is like, okay, you're going to cook meth for us, right? They bring you to the washing, and then they use the vents to clear out the. Right, the exhaust. Yep. Yeah. But but this the whole the whole season this whole season was building that lab. Really. Yeah, and and getting the crew to do it and bringing them in and I mean it's a kind of an interesting story. They brought in a group of Germans. And really? yeah, you know, because the Germans, man, I don't think they they're all German. They're... I don't think they're all Germans, but the uh, the the head honcho, the guy that was running the team, was German. Was German, and okay. a few of his uh, people that he was working with were German as well. Um, but they really kind of, you know, showed us where that lab came from, which was kind of cool because mm-hmm. you mean you see it in Breaking Bad, and you're like, oh, this lab's just. It's there, there it's but, just... but it's kind of, like I said, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool how they're taking this whole thing and we're almost caught up. I mean, the lab's being built now and Fring is going to start cooking in it with his own guys. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you got Walter White now that somewhere over here, you either just getting started or, you know what I mean? And then they're talking about next season introducing, I think, I don't know if it was Aaron Paul, mm-hmm. cause I don't think, uh, What's his face with the guy that played uh, Brian Cranston? Brian Cranston. I don't think they're going to bring him in at all. I think he's pretty much done. But I think Aaron Paul would do it as a student, as, as a can, like coming in as a cameo and and kind of get into the meth thing because he became a dealer. He was a dealer for, and then he was getting busted in the first episode and the yeah, ride along. And, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like that that'd be kind of a cool way to throw it right back into the. Yep. Yeah, but eventually, I think it's going to have to stop. I don't think. You, yeah, you can't go I mean, any can... further than <laughs> Breaking Bad season one or Breaking Bad. You can't go beyond that because then you're in Breaking Bad territory. Now, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it until maybe season two, maybe beginning of season three, where he runs into Saul, or was it right away? I can't remember if it was... 
I think it was later on. Yeah, I don't um, think it was in season one that he runs into Saul. I think no, it was season two or season three. He that was he... somewhat more established as like a a, a, a cooker or a dealer yeah. or whatever. And... So I feel like you could go into season two or season three of Breaking Bad from mm-hmm. the Saul side of things. And the cool thing is you might hear some stuff. You know, going on in this in this in Albuquerque on this from the streets on the news yep, or whatever from the far side, and Saul's still doing his thing. And all of a sudden, you know, he comes into his office and says, "Okay, I need need you to help me with my money and stuff you like need to that." Move it. Yep. So I think that might be that would be cool. I mean, I think that's where you can kind of end it is like Saul sitting in his office, and all of a sudden Brian Cranston runs through the door, and end of series. Like that's right. where the series ends. And then and then yeah. From where that first episode was when Brian Cranston walks in and he's like, holy shit, that's where Better Call Saul ended. Exactly. Yeah. So that'd be kind of, and then you could, then you could start watching Breaking Bad to be a good merger to end one and start watching the other. Pull a Rogue One to a New Hope type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So getting back to the laboratory, I mean, you saw it fully, fully completed in, Mm -hmm. in Breaking Bad. I mean, that thing was so high tech, that was so well established. Yep, and it's funny because uh, Walter White's meth was so much cleaner than what they than were. what they were cooking. So to, it's kind of funny to see how much money they put into this lab, mm-hmm. and not to get to, not, not to get the best product, but the, like at the very end of this past season, the cook mm-hmm. that cooks for Fring, you know, is coming comes in and says. You know, the lab's not 100% done yet, but if you want, I mean, it's... You can start oh, I cooking. Could, I could start cooking now, and Fring's like, no. Not it needs it's to be done. all it done. It needs to be complete before you... So I think that's where the next season of Better Call Saul is going to kind of kick in. On that side, anyways, right. it's going to kick in. And then, obviously, Jimmy McGill became Saul Goodman, and him becoming a lawyer and probably getting his office. And I think at that point... We're going to see probably Mike fired from Fring's crew because you have to watch this show, but fine. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Mike's going to get fired. He's not yet, but he's going to get fired and he's going to go over to Saul's side and be a runner, whatever, protection person. The, the bodyguard type yeah, of... for him. So one thing I pulled up mm-hmm. is uh, this website called um, How Better Call Saul rebuilt the meth super lab from Breaking Bad. Ooh, okay. Um, Interesting. Yep. So, spoilers about Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad ahead. So, if yes. you guys have not seen... Earmuffs. All of Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad... Stop what you're stop, doing. Stop what you're doing. Go watch it. Take two, 30 minutes, whatever. Go, mm-hmm. go watch it. And then come back to us. Yes. And then, okay. So, with every episode of Better Call Saul, we've inched closer and closer towards Breaking Bad territory. Um, in the fourth season, uh, the ties between the two shows have especially come into focus. Jimmy's embraces alter ego Saul, um, Tio Salamanca and his ill-fated Bell, and Gus's iconic super lab is under construction. Uh, through the shiny red floors and spiral staircase will elude us to until Better Call Saul returns for season five because it's still kind of in shambles. The the lab is not a hundred percent built. But Gus Fring's $88 million, $8 million underground meth manufacturing lab, first unveiled in Breaking uh, Bad, is an engineering masterpiece. I mean, $8 million. You'd, yeah, you'd get the top I, of the notch. I mean, they literally had a dig in the, like, gut the basement Everything. of that uh, uh, laundromat, basically, or like industrial reinforce laundromat. reinforce it. And yes, with, yep, they had to reinforce They had to do everything to this thing 
to to make it ready to go. I mean, eight million dollars to have for Gus. I how does Gus Fring? I mean, unless he's a really, really, really rich. good meth or rich. Yeah. I mean, I guess Los Polos Hermanos can't be pulling that much change. I mean, no. he might have you know franchises Maybe all over, but from the cartel or yeah. something. I mean, he must be getting funding from someone Somebody that wants that product. I mean, that's crazy. Eight million dollars to build a meth lab. I mean, I mean. Fuck, Walter White did everything out of an RV. He didn't right. spend eight million dollars. Right, yeah, he he bought a. What did he buy that uh, van? Didn't he go buy the RV from someone? He I bought it for so. like a thousand, five thousand right. dollars. Drove off into the desert, and he came across Aaron Paul because he found out that he had cancer. Yada yada yada. Yep. And he was like, as a last minute move, he wants to make sure that he has enough money for his family. And this dude did it in an RV compared to an eight million dollar <laughs> laboratory. Yep, so hidden underneath an industrial laundromat and fit to a state-of-the-art uh, filtration system to evacuate toxic fumes, it's capable of cooking between 100 and 300 pounds of meth per week. And they, uh, Walter White was really pumping that stuff out when they were using it, too. And it was good. It was. So for a Breaking Bad diehard fan like the production designer Judy Ree, it, it was an intimidating dream job to join Better Call Saul last season and learned it would be her responsibility to, to reconstruct recreate. this uh, massively important space. So the person that built the final super lab they had to do it again, come back and basically do it all over again. What if like there was like uh, something that wasn't quite in place and like super fans were just like, well, that's not correct. Well, here's so here's a picture of the completed super lab from. And I'll post this on our website. Uh, this is a picture of the completed Super in Breaking Lab Bad. in Breaking Bad. And obviously, it's nowhere near this point in, in Better, Better Call, Call Saul. Saul. Um, so, yeah, to your to your saying, I mean, they t- took a picture of it. Mm-hmm. So when they do this in Better Call Saul, you know, I'll come back. So uh, with a team of approximately 75 set designers, artists, and carpenters, Ray began uh, consult uh, began by consulting with a structural engineer mm-hmm. to figure out how Gus and Mike would have actually evac- uh, excavated the space to build the lab. Um, you start with the dimensions, the size, all of the details of what the old set looked like to you know put it into this area. Um, so they had to ask questions like, "What what is an actual Earth?" Um, underneath uh what is in this area what is the soil like how many rocks how long would it really take to build Build something like that um and obviously they did it in the show i think it was over the course of one year at that point the show kind of the season sped out over the course of a year i think that's what it was um they had limited stage space too unlike in breaking bad um because Gus Fring's team needs to build the super lab without damaging the laundry or attracting any attention in the neighborhood, the set designers also had to consider the small details, like how they'd remove all that dirt. Yeah. Because you're, you're gutting a earth. Did you pull like a uh, Shawshank Redemption where, in a sense, you have to like lift your pants up a little bit to get yeah, rid of it? Because right? a lot of people are going to notice that. Yep. So in, um, in the world of the show, Mike finds a characteristically elaborate solution. He contracts out the job to German structural engineers who agree to live in seclusion at a warehouse containing two double-wide mobile homes and who are transported in secret to the site every day. But the project falls uh, behind schedule, eight Uh months in, Uh it's not even halfway complete, and then uh, hits a big obstacle when workers discover a boulder sitting where they plan to install an elevator shaft. 
Yeah, that would pose a problem. Just a, just a small bit of, uh, you know. Yeah, that's got to wait. Just. Yep. So it, it, to make it look realistic, it took a lot of finesse. Um, that's very challenging on a TV schedule. So, I mean, to do this, they have to, you know, make sure they get it all right. They mm-hmm. have to make sure that as the story progresses, you know, the lab looks like it's getting completed. And I think because what they said there was hard to portray. So in the TV time frame, eight months into construction, mm-hmm. they were behind schedule. And so, you know, by the end of Monday's season finale, uh, Gus is far from being free of the Mexican drug cartels, as evidenced by the huge hole that remains in the wall. The fact that Mike has to kill the foreman um, after he escaped for a quick weekend with his wife. <laughs> that was pretty funny. He was like, I've been in this hole way too long. I need to see my wife. Then they had to kill him. Yeah, because it's like you have all these people making this laboratory. Yep. Uh, do you trust them once they're it's finished, or do you kill everybody? See, that's that's what I'm kind of waiting for in uh, the next season. Is like after they complete the, I mean, they paid them a shit ton of money mm-hmm. to keep quiet, but but you, you know knows? someone's gonna say someone's something. Gonna talk. Where'd you get the money? Mm-hmm. Um, indeed, it'll be a while before we see the finished space uh, made famous in Breaking Bad, where blue sky meth ha- was manufactured and shipped out on Los Pollos Hermanos trucks concealed in buckets of frying batter. Of course, it's certainly years away from being this, uh, the lab that Walter White and Jesse Pinkman uh, spectacularly blew up after Walt kills Gus in Breaking Bad's uh, season four finale. Which was amazing. Fantastic. There's even a pot vial, uh, vial of, his half, of his half face, which is really cool. Like, I don't want that. Sturdies his tie and then just... Yep. Uh, but still, Better Call Saul is closer than ever to the show that inspired it. Um, at the end of uh, winter, Jimmy uh, Jimmy's uh, license to practice law is reinstated, and he announces he's officially changing his name to Saul Goodman. Saul Goodman. Um, it's getting close, and it's so exciting, Ray said, uh, though she isn't sure if she will work on Saul next season. Mm. I know that it means to the fans of both shows that I'd love to see the building the lab through. Let's see how the schedule works out. So... Yeah, that's a lot of cool things going into the laboratory. Right. Um, and I hope in the future we can see can see where it comes from. Right. So, wow, that was fun laboratory talk from yeah, Better Call no, Saul. That, I mean, for $8 million, you, you, you'd think that, you know, it, I mean, you can't think of like a giant boulder. I mean, stuff like that's going to happen. Yep. Um, All right. So... Let's close it out here. So since we're not talking a second uh, theme today, yeah, why don't no. we give you our discount code? Um, how about this half month from November 1st to November 15th, we go blue sky. That's what I was saying, blue sky. Blue sky is the code words for uh, discounts at Hot Comics. So anything Breaking Bad or uh, Better Call Saul related items, head over to Hot Comics in... New Hope, Minnesota, Jordan, Minnesota, and Richfield, Richfield, Minnesota. Say this code word, blue sky. And uh, just like that. that. You have to say it just like that, blue sky. Blue sky. And uh, pick up some awesome stuff. Um, So that's really cool. So one thing we do have to announce is we got a winner for our Smash Bomb contest from Rate and Review. Yes! Um, her name is Michelle Riggins. Congratulations. Um, congratulations. Uh, she absolutely loves her show. Woo! Um, Thank you. We... Uh, 
I, I can't read her whole review on, on here, but if you guys want to read it, head over to smashbomb.com. Uh, look up Loot Time Podcast um, and read a review. Greatly um, appreciate it's under, it. It's under the Nerdy Birdie is, Nerdy her handle, Birdie is her handle on Smash Bomb and read a review. It's really long. I would read it on, on air, but it's kind of long and nice. It's very a very, very nice uh, review. So please congratulate her if you go read it. She gave us a 9 out of 10. So that's freaking amazing. So thank you very much. She is winning January's Loot Crate. Um, from January 2018, so she'll be receiving that in the mail shortly. So once she sends, uh, receives it, I told her to take a bunch of pictures with it, and we'll post those on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and stuff like that. Um, we will have a new contest coming soon. We just have to think of think it. What it um, is. What it is. So if you want to find us on social media, uh, you can head over to Facebook. Um, we are Loot Time Podcast, or at Loot Time Podcast, if you type it in that way on Facebook. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, we are at Loot Time Pod. Um, so like us and share with your friends on that. Would be um, awesome. But make sure you follow along because we are going to be doing a bunch of stuff. Um, we do have a mailing list now, an emailing Woo! list. Um, so if you guys want to head over to our website, uh, LootTimePodcast.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, down at the bottom, there's a subscribe here. Um, make sure you add your email to that. I'll get a response saying that you did such and we'll add you to the email list. I'll send you a nice little welcome email and all that fun stuff. Um, but in the meantime, when you listen to us, rate and review us on your, uh, site, iTunes, Google play. If you guys want to go to smashbomb.com, rate and review us on there. That'd be awesome. Pros and cons. Very we, helpful. We love them both. Yes, we love the feedback. Um, so until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Kevin Hebner. And that's all the loot time we have. Good, Good night. night. Go. <laughs>